Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 31st, 2023. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited all the time with the word of God, but I'm excited because this is a new series. We just spent five months on the miracles of Jesus, and I taught you messages from the miracles. And so now I'm going to start teaching on the parables. I started yesterday, the parables that Jesus taught, and I'm calling this pearls from the parables. So there are so many divine pearls that we can glean from the parables of Jesus. And so I'm starting with the mother of all parables. It is the parable of the sower. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? The title of today's message is God loves you enough to pursue you. God loves you enough to pursue you. I don't know who you are this morning, but I want you to know that you are God's beloved, that you are God's favorite, that you are the apple of God's eye that he goes out of his way to find you, pursue you, track you down. Even when you reject him, he's coming right back. Even when you ignore him, he's coming right back. God is tirelessly committed to tracking you down to bless you. God loves you enough to pursue you. I don't know about you, but my God, when you realize that, thank you, Lord. All you can say is thank you, Jesus. You got, I mean, I'm just saying there's this overwhelming grace that is on our lives. And for that, we should give God praise. Get ready to receive. This is going to be good, y'all. Open up your heart for the word. All right, so listen, before we actually get uh, deep into the actual parable this morning, I want to share a scripture with you that we've been looking at all year long. It's a scripture that our church is meditating on. It's Psalms 126 and verse 4 from the Passion Translation. And this is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. I declare that in this season, no matter what you face along the way, no matter what dried up, no, no matter what area of your life as you've been walking with God and God has been walking with you. If there's an area of your life that got that went dry in this season, God is going to drench it again. The Bible says, may streams, God, of your refreshing flow over us, flow over us, flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. All right, so listen, I want to talk about the love of God today. And um, put, you can put this in the chat, I am God's beloved. Or you could put in the chat, God loves me. Or you could put in the chat, I'm God's favorite. You need to see yourself as the beloved of God. You need to see yourself as the apple of God's eye. Let's talk about it. So Mark chapter four, in Mark chapter four, Jesus taught a parable of the sower. He taught it in front of a crowd and uh, and then he walked away. The disciples came and said, Jesus, we, we don't understand this story. And he said, well, if you don't understand this one, how can you understand anyone? This is like, you, this is foundational. You need to understand this one. He was like, they were like, can you explain it? He said, okay, sure. And this is the explanation of the parable. Jesus said, okay, let me explain. Let me break it down for you. The farmer in the story is like someone that plants God's word. So the seed is God's word and he plants God's word down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching falls along the path. Now, that's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, Satan comes immediately, say immediately. Satan comes immediately to snatch out the word 
from their heart because he doesn't he knows that word will work <laughs> oh glory to god the, say the word is always going to work say the word works so the word works so satan's like oh they don't understand it let me snatch it real quick let me get it out of there because he knows that the word is going to work so he tries to snatch it before it can start to work and so that's it he takes it and snatches it away because their understanding was unfruitful. Now, other people I like to see that's planted amongst the rocky ground. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. They say, amen, pastor, hallelujah. They high five their neighbor. They get really excited, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their heart. And so they are surface level Christians. You know anybody like that? All right, let me keep going. Surface level Christians. We're gonna go a deep dive into all this stuff. And because they're surface level, then as soon as persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they give up. All right. Well, other people like to see this planted amongst thorny weeds. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God. However, their lives are just full of other things. They got too much stuff going on. They have competing priorities. They, they, they have the word, the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. So they have the cares of this world, the love of money and selfish desires. They have competing priorities. And so the word of God is trying to grow in their heart, but all this other stuff is growing in their heart and the other stuff chokes out the word. And so the word doesn't produce. Okay. Well, then other people are like good ground. Say I'm good ground. Other people are like good ground. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God. They accept it. And all oh, that's it. That's it. They didn't do anything. All they did was accept it. They don't have to make it work because the word works. They was like, okay, I just accept it. Say, I accept it. Put it in the chat. Say, I receive it. Oh, now they receive it. Now, then, then the word does what it does and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. So what are the, what are the pearls in the parables for us today? I'm going to talk about the love of God. What does this mean for you today? I want you to know that, that God is the sower. His word is the seed and you are the soil. I want you to see yourself as the soil. And we're going to talk about how the sower just tirelessly pursues the soil. Let's talk about it. You ready? Number one, I have several things to share with you in this morning. Here's number one. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Lock in. Here we go. Number one, the sower's pursuit. So God is the sower. You are the soil. And the word of God is the seed. Now, Notice that the soil in this story, right? You have a sower, a farmer, and you have soil. The soil cannot go looking for the farmer. The soil can't go looking for the sower, but the sower is looking for the soil. So the sower in the parable ventured out, and although there were four different types of soil, the sower was indiscriminate. The sower provided the same seed, say same seed, same seed to all four types of soil. And he was pursuing a harvest from all of the soil. So God didn't just in the, in the parable, God is the sower. He didn't just sow seed, good seed in good soil. You would say, well, wait a minute. If God already knew that this seed, this soil was going to reject him, why would God pursue it? Because God knows everything. Well, God already knew you were going to reject them and he pursued you anyway. How many times did, did God have to track you down before you said yes to him? And so, so regardless of the fact, despite the foreknowledge of the fact that the soil is going to reject me, God loves you so much that he will continually track you down, sow his word, sow his word, sow his word, sow his love. God is unbiased. 
God is, God's love is unconditional, regardless of the state of the soil. God loves everyone everywhere. God is pursuing all of us. God wants to see us prosper. God wants to see us become his children. God wants to see us produce fruit. God wants to see us produce a harvest. Even when we do not pursue God, God pursues us. Say amen to that. I don't know about you, but that's good news. That's good. That's good news that even when I am not pursuing God, God is pursuing me. God, that's good news that God is tracking me down all the days of my life. Surely, David said, goodness and mercy. When I look over this shoulder, there's goodness. When I look over this shoulder, there's mercy. Goodness and mercy shall follow me, shall track me down all the days of my life. It's not about me. It's not because I'm good. It's because God is good. God is a good God. I'm not blessed because I did everything right. Dude, I have messed up more times than I want to remember, but God is a good God and he wants to bless me. And God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me. You know why? Because God is good and he is pursuing me. He is tracking me down. This is the grace of God. This is the love of God. This is the unconditional nature of God's tireless pursuit of us. Say amen to that. Number two, God's love is unwavering. Oh my God, I love it. Just like the sower, God's love is unwavering. Watch this. The sower did not waver based on the response. The sower didn't say, well, this is thorny ground. You didn't do nothing. Forget you then. No, the sower kept sowing and it wasn't based on the response of the soil. God's love is consistent and is not dependent on our exception, acceptance or rejection. So the love of God towards us, towards everyone everywhere, is not, is not based on our acceptance or rejection of it. God just loves everyone. God loves everyone and God wants to bless everyone regardless. Whether we accept him or reject him, God is still coming. Whether we accept him or reject him, God is still pursuing us. Whether we accept him or reject him, God is still showing us the love of God. He wants, listen, God knows that many will reject him, but that doesn't stop him from loving us and wanting to bless us and wanting to use us. And what, I mean, God is God. And besides him, there is, I don't know about you, but this is good news. This is the gospel. This is the gospel of grace that is not based on our performance. It's not based on our merit. It's not based on our goodness. It is all of our goodness is filthy rags. We're, we could never be good enough, but God still loves us. And he tirelessly pursues us to produce our, he wants to produce change in us and fruit from us. Say amen to that. All right, number three, God will never give up on us. Listen, let me pause right here and say this. I was raised in a very religious environment. And when I was raised in a very religious environment, there was a lot of emphasis placed on me. Like, okay, son, okay, nephew, you have to do this. You have to do this right. And when you mess up, ooh, now you have to repent and you have to go confess this and then you have to pay penance and then you have to like pay, like, you know, like it was, it was all performance-based. And, and, and when, when the spotlight was on me and I was like, oh, all these things I have to do and I'm trying to do it right and I keep failing and then I'm going to try to do that. Listen, I could never open up my heart to the immeasurable nature of God's love. But when I was delivered from performance-based religion and I already realized that I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough today, I'm, not, I'm never going to be good enough. So it's not about my performance. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now, the pressure is off of me now. 
So now I'm just free to receive and be the man that God has called me to be. And it's not because I'm so good. It's because God is good. So God loves me. Watch this. God will never give up on me. God loves us enough to pursue us, to reach out to us with his love, with his word, with his spirit, with his blessing. And, and he is the only constant in our lives. Like, like even when we waver, even when we falter, even when we mess up, even when we worship God on Sunday morning and curse somebody out on Sunday afternoon, God is still constant. We waver, but he did not. God is still there. He, God, God will never withdraw his offer to love us. God will never withdraw his off, offer to bless us. It, it doesn't matter. Our reaction, our response doesn't matter. We can reject God a thousand times. And here he comes with number 1,001. Hey, son, I want to bless you. We reject him again. Here he comes with number 1,002. Hey, son, I want to bless you. God, listen, we ought to be thankful that God's love is unconditional and his desire to bless us is tireless. And when you understand this, it frees you from performance-based religion. It's not based on you. You're not that good. Get over it. Listen, I, I hate to tell you, but you're not that good. You're not that smart. You're not that good. Your performance is not perfect. You, you, you need to get over yourself. It's, it is not until you, you would never be the man that God has called you to be, the woman that God has called you to be until you get over yourself. You have to die to yourself. You have to come to the end of yourself. It is the realization knowing that I am not good enough, that I can now put everything that I am and everything that I'm not inside of God's hands. And it is the grace of God that enables me to be the man that God has called me to be. It's all about him. It's not about me. And the church said, amen. Say amen to that. All right. Number four, our response should be to simply open up our heart to God's outpour. So here you have this outpour of God's love and grace and word and spirit. And all we have to do is open up our heart to it. The type of soil that received the word and didn't understand it, what happened? Satan came immediately, snatched the word that was sown in their heart. Why? Because they didn't understand it. So they were susceptible to Satan. When I get to teaching on that later, I'll explain that Satan can't take it away from you when you understand it. Okay. Another type of soil uh, initially received the word of God with gladness, but they didn't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. And as, as soon as persecu persecution comes because of the word that they received, oh, what happened? They gave up. Another type of soil um, received the word of God initially, but then they have competing priorities. And they're, they're, they have the cares of this world, the love of money and self selfish pursuits. And so those are the things they choke out the word. Now, what I love about the one, the soil that produced, what did it do? for it to produce. It did nothing. All it did was receive it. it. These were the people, they just received it. They understood it. They said, yeah, that's the word. I believe I receive it. That's it. And then the word works. And then the word was able to do what the word can do. And, and the word produced a harvest, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. It wasn't because they did anything. It was because they, they were open to the word of God. So you got to live your life with a heart that is open, like God, my heart is open. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, I'm open to it. Why uh, are you doing this in this season, Rick? Well, because the Lord gave me a word. And so my heart is open to it. I'm not trying to make it happen. I'm just I'm just accepting it and receiving it. I'll give you an example. Um, and this is going to officially be announced next week. But um, I was, uh, you know, I was led by the Holy Spirit when I retired from the army to join a company, Worldwide Technology. Amazing company. I love Worldwide Technology. 
I love everything about it. I love the founder. We pray blessings over it. Nothing, I mean, this is a the culture there. I believe it honors God. I would have never left if it was up to me. Okay, well, a season has come, and the Lord says, now I want you to go to your wife's company, Inspire Solutions. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm down with that. Now, why, why am I going? I'm going because the Lord told me. Is it going to be blessed? Of course it has to be blessed because the Lord told me. The Lord is not going to tell me to go somewhere to fail, right? I mean, come on now. That's not God. And God is God is our partner, right? I mean, so we're in partnership with God. So why am I doing it? So what am I doing? I'm just open. I, when, you, when you are open to whatever God wants to do, how, however he wants to do it, and you're open and you're, and you're ready and you're receptive, then the word will work. All you do is you position yourself. What you don't want to do is be out of position. And you don't. what you don't want to do is fight the word. And so I don't have competing priorities. I do have an understanding of what God said. I'm not quick to give up. I'm going to let the word do what it does. And I'm going to embrace the grace to walk in the divine assignment. That's how we live. This is not rocket science. It's just that you don't want to fight against the word and you just want to be open to whatever God says. You got it? All right, number five. So when you live this way, here's number five. When you live this way, God equips you to produce results. So say this, say this, say whatever God expects me to do, God equips me to do. You got it? Okay, now say this, whatever God equips me to do, God expects me to do. All right, you got it? So whatever he expects me to do, he equips me to do. And then whatever he equips me to do, he expects me to do. And so God will never expect a harvest if he didn't equip you with the seed that will produce the harvest. So when the sower approaches the soil, the sower doesn't come empty-handed. Come on, man. It's not like the sower is walking out to the soil saying, man, you ain't producing nothing. No, no, no. He's like, I put something down inside of you that is supposed to produce a harvest. The soul, listen, God will never come to you empty-handed. Oh my God. He put his grace on you. And so now the grace of God is on you and all God is looking for is a return on his investment. God is looking for a return because he knows what he put down inside of you. Look at me for a minute. Listen, God put some stuff inside of you. This is why you, this is why God hates jealousy. When you have a jealous eye towards someone else, when you have the green eye of envy, it is disrespectful to God. It is devaluing who God called you to be. God put some stuff inside of you that he didn't put inside of them. And when God comes to you, he's looking for the harvest from the seed that he put in your life. God never comes to the soil empty handed and he's looking for the soil to produce a, a, a harvest. Why? Because he sowed the seed. God loves you so much that he, tr he comes to you. He pursues you. He tracks you down. And when he comes, he doesn't come empty handed. He deposits his word and his spirit and his grace down inside of you. And now what, he, what does he want? He wants all of that to produce change in you and fruit from you. A change in you, that's character development. Fruit from you, that's the divine impact that God wants to make in this world through your sphere of influence. So he gave you his word, he gave you his spirit, he gave you his grace. All of that is supposed to produce change in you and fruit from you. Now, the soil doesn't have to make the seed produce. 
Man, the seed already has the power to produce. All the soil has to do is receive it. Say, I receive it. Lord, I receive it. Lord, I thank you. I receive who you've called me to be. I receive the grace that is on my life. I, I embrace the grace to be Rick Pena. I am the best Rick Pena I can be. I don't need to be nobody else because I don't have the grace to be nobody else. I'm going to run my race with my grace at my pace. I, I'm looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of my faith. Everything I need is on me and in me and with me and for me. You will never expect something of me that it would be unrighteous of you as a father to expect something from me that you didn't equip me to produce. Come on now. It would be unrighteous of you as a father to have an expectation from me that that's not based on the investment that you made in me. But because you gave me your word and because you gave me your spirit and because you gave me your grace, now you can expect the harvest. And I declare that you're going to get it. I'm going to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen in the chat. All right, number six, as I close, I think this is my last point for today, man. I don't know about y'all, but I love the word of God. This is some good stuff, y'all. I'm just getting started with the parable of the sower. Number six, God will work with whatever you give him. Let me go back to this parable for a minute. There are four types of soil in the parable. This represents like all kinds of types of people and different level, levels of maturity in people. Regardless of the type of soil, the sower gave the seed to them all. So if you receive the word of God, but you do not understand it at the moment, you're like the soil along the path. The text says, Satan will come immediately and snatch away that word that was sown in your heart because he doesn't want it to produce. If you receive the word of God with gladness, but as soon as persecution comes because of the word that you receive, and you give up, you're like the rocky soil, right? But if you receive the, the word of God with gladness, but then you get com uh, consumed by the cares of this world, the love of money and selfish desires and competing priorities, then you're like the thorny soil. But notice that the sower treated all four types of soil the same. The good soil got the same seed as everybody else. It's just that the good soil allowed the word to work. So God is going to work with you. Now, let me slow down and make this point real clear. And I'll talk about this more in the series. You might be saying, well, Brother Pena, I am good soil. Okay, cool. Maybe you're good soil right now, today. But let's be clear about something. Don't put your life on autopilot. You can be good soil today and rocky soil tomorrow. You can be good soil today and thorny soil tomorrow. You can be good soil today, listen, and the soil along the path tomorrow. So, so what you don't want to do is think that my, your life is on autopilot. Every day you come to God and I'm like, God, speak to me, pour into me. I want your word, okay? But you need to understand it. You need to give it the priority that it deserves. When persecution comes because of word, the word that you receive, I'm going to tell you that the word of God attracts opposition. And when persecution comes, don't give up. You can't be quick to give up. You can't have competing priorities. So listen, there are people who love God who along the way just drift away from God. And then they have all of these other priorities. At one point in their life, they were good soil, but they're not good soil anymore. So for us, what do we learn from this? God loves us. God wants to bless us. But we also need to be committed to being good soil every day of our lives, day in and day out. Good soil is what we need to be. You got it? All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. 
We're going to keep walking through this parable. This is going to be good. Lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am ready to produce fruit. I am ready for my life to produce change in me and also change within my sphere of influence. I declare by faith that I am good ground. I gladly receive the word you sow in my heart. I do not get confused due to a lack of understanding. I do not get stifled by persecution. And I refuse to get consumed with the cares or the affairs of this world. So I keep my eyes fixed and focused on you. My life produces fruit and my fruit remains. Not by my power, but only by your amazing grace. You have given me your spirit. You sow your word down in my heart and you have bestowed your grace upon me. I have everything I need to be the man or woman you destined me to be. And I will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. I die to me so you can live through me. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. God loves us so much. God pursues us. God tracks us down. God wants to bless us, not because we're good but only because God is good. It is the grace of God. That's how we live. Have an amazing day. Listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And uh, I'm going to start posting some more about my new book is coming out. Uh, It's available for pre-order on Kindle. Um, So just go to amazon.com and type Rick Pina and you'll find me. But um, man, God loves us. And God loves us so much to get the word down inside of us. This is why I'm so committed to teaching his word every day, because the word has changed my life. I'm a witness. The the word will change yours as well. So leave me some comments. Tell me how this was a blessing. Share this message. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry, or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.